This is Minutia Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Okay, so we're back after uh, a week. You look really rested. Well, thank you. Actually, you know, we did... I went to a writer's conference in mm-hmm. Chicago, stayed in a... You didn't just go to the writer's You kind of started. Well, so pish posh. <laughs> I, you know, I, whatever. It was called you know. Rick, Con- Rick Kempfer's <laughs> writing conference. Yeah, no, not quite. Uh, but I stayed in a really fancy hotel, yeah. which is something that I never, yeah. ever do. It was free, wasn't it? It was free, <laughs> yes. Not from the writer's conference. No, oh, right. no, no. We had a, a coupon for it. But, uh, you know, it was like... 700 bucks a night yeah, or something yeah. so here, here's what i wanted to ask you all right so we had lunch in the hotel uh in their in, cafe or restaurant yeah or in the restaurant uh, in the lobby what hotel was it can you it, it was the peninsula okay uh in chicago or on superior okay. uh, downtown um let's play a little game called how much was rick's hamburger high low <laughs> okay it was just a hamburger okay and fries at lunch okay what do you, right. How much do you think well, it was? Well, I'm going to need to get some specifics. Poppy seed on the buns? Uh, no, just plain buns. Just bun. Was the yeah. bun good? Was it a fluffy bun? And there was nothing special about the bun. Okay, so the bun is just... It was just a hamburger. Okay. okay. Um, wasn't a double hamburger. It wasn't even a cheeseburger. Okay, so no cheese. Right. Lettuce on it? Yeah. Yeah, not uh, the usual. Tomato, yeah. onion. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Pickles, All the, the whole thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yep. Um, and the fries were they crinkly fries? Were they uh, just they were just little tiny fries in in a, in a basket? Uh, you know. Okay. So the presentation yeah. was fine. Presentation was nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So did you have a drink with it, or are we just doing the hamburger? Nope. nope. Just just water. Just the burger and water. <sighs> okay. Lunch, not dinner. Lunch. Yeah. Thirty-two bucks. Uh, your guess is just a little bit too high. It was twenty nine bucks, twenty nine bucks for a hamburger and fries. Yeah, which, yeah. which the which had the McDonald's wrapper actually on it. We call this the Big Makika. And this is why I am not a rich guy because I could never ever pay for that. Uh, but I, well, here's what I can't what do. do. Okay, whatever. It's not important. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. What did Bridget have? Um, I think a club sandwich. Right. Yeah. For 24 bucks. Yeah, 22, 25, right. something right. like it's that. It's an extra yeah. dollar for the toothpicks with the frilly little uh, <laughs> color thing on. Well, you look great, and welcome back. Thank I mean, you. Uh, and uh, thanks for all of our listeners' patience. Although you did cut a podcast last week that we'll talk about a little bit later. I did, yes. Which... Um, the guest was so important to Rick that he didn't even mention the day it was going to be brought. Oh, I did. I forget this because he didn't want me to have any any words in edgewise, you know. Uh, but hey, we better get going. We got a huge show. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to, mm-hmm. to, to, to suck it in and go right now? Lay it on me. Um, so you, as you know, we have a pretty substantial following in the UK. Yeah. And we really do. Yeah. Um, well, don't get too attached to them. Okay. Oh no, he's gonna because many of scare them, them off. many of them might be telling us wankers to go piss off after this okay. story. All right, headline: Ten percent of all Brits say they have tried doing dental work on themselves within the last ten years. Okay, that actually explains a lot. Yeah, it sure it. does. According to a recent YouGov survey, one in ten Britons, Britons, is it a Britons? 
Britons, the yeah. Britons, admitted to attempting their own dental work, with most doing so because they were unable, unwilling, uh, or one way or another were not able to get an appointment with a dentist. Okay. okay. Now, if I was a dentist, England would be the place where I'm going to go. <laughs> well, that's why you can't get an appointment in because they're. I got. Um, yeah. The survey revealed cases of people using cement and super glue to fix crowns and dentures, um, killing an infection with urine. Oh, my gosh. Heated poly beads to replace missing teeth. I don't even know what a poly bead yeah, is. Me neither. Applying chemical metal for fillings. One respondent even said that they used liquid paper to whiten their teeth. I didn't even know that liquid paper was still even yeah, being Yeah, I made. didn't either. A third... Actually, uh, actually, so um, gross. I can't even stand it. Uh, actually, thirty-four percent of those who re- um, who were surveyed revealed that they attempted or tried to attempt to pull out an impacted tooth. Wow! One out of three. Okay. Wow! So if you're in a pub, yeah, and there's forty people there, four of them have tried to do some <laughs> dental work, possibly even while they're at the pub. Uh, 32%, like I said, gave them fillings. Um, 4% tried to remove or repair crowns. And 3% um, tried to treat their own abscesses and infections. Yeah, that's the real bad one. The, 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 <laughs> I mean, the infection. Once right. you're infected, yeah. no self-medicating <laughs> anymore. With urine, for instance. I mean, come on. Uh, now, why have they been attempting? Because I had mentioned that it's it's actually difficult to get dentists. Sure. In in in. Um, in uh, in the UK, uh, London resident Austin Powers simply commented <laughs> that he was too busy shagging to go to a dentist. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. So about twenty five. I don't think that's real. Uh, about twenty five years ago, yeah. I had a printing customer. Okay, I'm not going to tell you his name, but it rhymes with Vaughn. Okay, it starts with a J. Okay, uh, and he and I would see him every couple of weeks or so, and he was in the process of actually removing an impacted tooth by himself because he didn't have health insurance. And every time I went there, this is a true story. You're giving me your, you're giving me the, I don't believe this. No, no. Horror, I'm, horror face right yeah. now. And he, every time I'd be there, like every couple of weeks, he'd show the progress to me. Okay, look, I got, you know, he'd, he'd open oh, up. Oh my and God. Like that. And after, I don't know, six weeks or whatever, he's like, yep. And he showed me the tooth. He actually, just a little bit every Wow. Day. Or, Slow and steady wins yeah, the race. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it didn't really, after a while, it didn't really hurt anymore. Wow. Now, do you, have you, do you do any no. medical self? No. no. I do. No. Do you get like these skin tags every once in a while? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you do with them? I just leave them. Yeah. I'm a puller. I'm Are a puller you? and a twister. Yeah. yeah. And does it work? Yeah. After a okay. while, if you twist and you pull a little bit. I mean, you have little scars. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. But I, yeah, I just don't care. That's the bottom line. All right. I have a story for you. A video was posted on TikTok uh, as racked up 451,000 plus views. It shows a 30 year old rugby player named Cliff Robinson being tackled to the ground. Is this from England or where was it? Uh, Yes. So how was his teeth? Is that your phone uh, buzzing? Yeah. Yeah. I can't can't figure out how to Can you sit on it or something? (laughs) It's it's making a big buzzing noise. Uh, did uh, how's his teeth? How is Angus's teeth? I don't know. It's okay. Cliff. Okay, it's Cliff Robinson. Anyway, it shows a thirty-year-old rugby player, Chris Robinson, being tackled to the ground before rolling around in pain. Okay, yeah. Robinson's girlfriend, Amanda Tuckwell, is then seen attempting to administer first aid to the rugby player. 
I thought he'd broken his leg. I was very shocked, said the 43-year-old Southwestern News Service. Uh, when they call you over, that usually doesn't happen unless somebody is very seriously injured. Like they went up to her. Oh, you're his girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. You better get out there. Yeah. Th- that's how bad it was, right? When he got up, I thought he must have been in shock, but then he got down on one knee, and I was very, very surprised. He asked me to marry him. Oh, so this was a ruse. It's, it's you okay. know, it was a... Wacky marriage. A setup. Yeah, the yeah, whole sure. thing was a setup so that he could propose on the field, oh, and she said yes. Oh. And, you know, I'm a sucker for these. I'm a sucker Mr. for Romantic. these. I, there's three kind of videos that I can never get enough of. Number one... The baby laughing uncontrollably, yeah. you know, those where yeah, you like sure. tear paper or right. something yeah. and they just laugh. Throw cheese on yeah. his forehead or right. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the, the military man coming home to a surprise, yes. his wife yeah, and yeah, kid yeah, yeah, or yeah. even his dog, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, just the. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the third one are these proposal videos. Yeah. Um, but the thing about these proposal videos is it's gotten so elaborate. Yeah. I mean, look at what this guy had to yeah, do. Yeah, he yeah. had to get everybody in this game involved to to pull this ruse yeah. when we were doing it it was not that big of a deal no, no. so i looked up i figured there must be other weird uh proposals sure. and and it turns out that there's a million of them and i just picked out a few of them these are all real okay. you can they're either on tiktok or youtube go out and check them out there's one of a man who uh asks his wife to marry him with backup dancers dressed like giant carrots <laughs> Not, no explanation. Giant yeah. carrots yeah. dancing. Yeah. There's another one. This one is the the one that I did not enjoy. Uh, he created recreated a proposal scene from Pride and Prejudice. Okay. All right. So, what is that? The 1800s yeah, yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hired actors. Yeah. They they dressed in the the time period. Yeah. You know, that's the sort of thing where you say to your wife, "Can you show up looking like Jane Austen, please?" <laughs> yeah, right. She knows something's up, right, honey? What happened to that deposit for our <laughs> dream house? Uh, you know, oh, whatever. <laughs> There's another one of a guy. Who has his picture taken holding a sign, will you marry me, behind her back, 365 days in a row. Now, that's clever. And then taped it, yeah. into a made it into a film, showing that he had been thinking about it for a whole year. <laughs> okay. Which that, it, I think that's someone who waited six months. <laughs> yeah, to, I, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that's pretty cool. So, this it's all out there. There's another one. Um who asked his wife to marry him when they were in the upticking part of the roller coaster. Okay. And, you know, he filmed it. They got to the very top. And and it, and right as it was about to go down, he said, will you marry me? Yeah. And she said, no! yes! <laughs> you know, she actually said yes. Uh, but here's the worst one. Uh, this happened in the Philippines. Oh, yeah. Okay. A guy uh, was laid down next to his motorcycle. Like, it looked like he had just been in a terrible yeah. accident. So when his prospective bride pulled up she saw him on the ground next to the motorcycle rushed up to to see if he was okay and he popped up and asked her the question yeah Yeah. right that so that's real i saw one once where a guy they were on like a rooftop and they were having a party with their friends whatever and he like jumped up on the ledge of the rooftop and this is like a 10 story building or a six story building and he does this long thing you know i love you will you marry me whatever and he throws like or he reaches out and gives her the ring and pretends to fall 
or he falls off the building. Oh, my God. And then he had a big air mat, you know, one of those air oh. mattresses. And when she ran over to look over, he was holding a sign that said, will you marry me? Oh, my God. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. Yeah. Uh, you could Google that. Yeah. Um, I think that was the shortest engagement uh, <laughs> record. Uh, hey, uh, we got a review here, but this is going to be the first chat gpt review do you know what chat gpt is yeah you sent me this now i i really uh, how how, do, how can they review us well it's chat gpt is an ai program yeah and um it cur- curates all the information out there oh okay. uh, either through the inner i i honestly i don't know that part yeah i'm still learning fortran right <laughs> exactly <laughs> so but okay. uh but so you can type in your name and or and it gives you a write-up right so this is the chat bot review or the i should say the chat gpt review of minutia men celebrity interview actually because for the other one there was nothing okay it appears that the minutia men celebrity interview i don't really like the it appears yeah okay it appears that the minutia men celebrity interview has featured a a wide range of notable guests including mark cuban tommy chong kurt elling yeah. And Anthony Scaramucci, as well as many others. The podcast hosts, Rick, uh, Rick Johansson, now Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern, have been praised for their ability to conduct engaging and insightful interviews with a wide variety of guests from different fields. The relaxed and conversational tone of the interviews allow guests to share their stories and perspectives in an intimate and often humorous way. Wow. Overall... The Minutia Men Celebrity Interview offers a unique and entertaining perspective on those lives and experience of celebrities, and this is a great listen for fans of celebrity interviews or those interested in the behind-the-scenes aspects of the entertainment industry. Dave Stern is without a doubt the driving force behind this podcast. Wow, I, th- it, that part doesn't sound real. Uh, but the there you go. So chat That's GPT. Nice. Yeah. yeah, Maybe we should think. Maybe we maybe shouldn't they, be that, so angry at them. Maybe we should just uh, accept their... Uh, our Taking uh, eventual overlords. Yeah, uh, well, you know, if you want to be like Chet uh, GPT, uh, you can rate us, you can review us, you can follow us. If you like Minutia Men, then be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, all done by real live human beings. Presumably. Uh, pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. Remember that opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we uh, reach into the vast Rick and Dave archives. And, um, you know, we usually choose one of these clips from that uh, show that uh, Chet GPT Mm -hmm. liked so much. uh, And that is our Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Uh, this week is Billy Hayes' birthday. Tell everybody who Billy Hayes uh, is. Billy Hayes was um, in the 70s, I want to say, early 70s, mid-70s. Late 70s. Well, Let, yeah, no, actually uh, it was early 70s. I so think. he yeah. tried to smuggle hash out of Turkey. Yep. Uh, he got caught and wrote a little book called Midnight Express. Right. Which and is... was made, in a movie, made into a movie with Timothy Bottoms. Is that no, a... it was, uh, oh boy. I forget. I forget Bottoms? who it was. Um yeah, uh, and it won. An, Why don't you look it up while we play the clip? Um, uh, yeah, and he Midnight Express, very well received movie. I think even Academy Award winning nominee. Written by Oliver Stone. Uh, the screenplay was, yes. but it was based on the book by. 
Billy Hayes. Okay, and so let, let's uh, we when we talked to Billy Hayes, we found out that uh, he uh, had not been uh, exactly a squeaky clean guy uh, before all this happened. Let's let's play this clip for you. I I think at the very least my life is a cautionary tale. <laughs> yeah. all, all those who have seen it, like, don't be that stupid and do what I did. So. You know, exactly. And I don't want I'm sure this question has been probably posed to you. But what were you thinking? <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, well, you know, seemed like seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> you know, the truth is, um, when I came home in 1975, I have I actually made three successful hash smuggling trips before I got arrested on my fourth trip. Oh, nice. I did it. I did it in October of 1969. Uh, no, April of 69, October of 69, April of 70, every six months. And okay. then in October of 70, I took my fourth and last and should definitely not have done more than three trips. <laughs> but, you know, when I got home, I wanted to write my book about everything, my whole experience. You know, I love to stumble. I got along great with the Turks. I loved the city and I loved the hash. I had a Turkish girlfriend. I didn't like the prison. I didn't like the legal system. Right. But that's a yeah. whole different issue. But when I got home and I, I told my lawyer, actually, I said, you know, I want to write this book and say about all my, my exciting hash trips and such. He said, so let me get this straight. One question here. Uh, you want to say that you and tell everybody in the world, including the U.S. government, that you officially smuggled hash from Turkey to the U.S. <laughs> three times before you got busted on your fourth trip. Is, is that correct? I said, uh, uh, yeah, I guess so. He said, good. One more question. Are you out of your fucking mind? You can't say that. I said, why not? They they can't. They, there's no proof. They can't arrest me. He said, they don't have to have any proof. The Turkish government is going to ask for your extradition. And the U.S. government is going to say yes or no. And now you want to say to them, oh, by the way, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Three times I spoke of ash. Three words. Statute of limitations. (laughs) Well, Uh, there you go. So I was actually limited in my writing of the first book. And I I could only talk about my fourth trip and, you know, prison and escape. I couldn't really talk about the other parts of it, which led to some difficulties and problems. And it also, you know, led to the overall tone of the film. Which was rather was a difficult film for the Turks. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. You know, the tourism dropped ninety five percent. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Brad Davis. Brad Davis. Uh, yeah. Passed away in that's right. one. So that's uh, that's Billy Hayes, uh, who is the the actual figure that that movie is based on. Uh, so be, be sure to uh, check that interview out. It's uh, episode number forty six of Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. All right, Dave. Uh, it's time for another feature. I don't know if you're ready for this one. I am. Are you? Yeah. Are you have it right in front of you? Right in front of me. Okay. All I got to do is find the clip. Oh, we, 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 we went over the check. We went over the check. Time now for Rick and Dave to open up that e-bag of email. Okay. Okay. We went through the pre, pre-show check. I know. I know. So for those, uh, well, pretty much the probably all of our listeners know that uh, former President Donald Trump was indicted. Yeah. Last week. Um, Was it on Tuesday? I can't remember. Yeah. So on that day, I emailed our buddy, Anthony Scaramucci. Yeah. Uh, And I, my, my email was very, just very succinct. Succinct. Who boy, buckle up. Hope all is well. Okay. Okay. Did that at 1014 PM. Yeah. 1015 PM. I got an email back from Anthony Scaramucci with just two words. 
Yeah. He sucks. Okay. <laughs> so there that's that's Anthony Scarabucci. <laughs> I think that's the official statement from Anthony Scarabucci yeah. about the Trump <laughs> indictment. He sucks. Okay. Uh, so you have any other stories you'd like to share with us today? I do. Um, what When you think of some of your real talents, other than pickle cutting, you, you cut yeah. a really good spirit pickle. I do. I do. Uh, what about dad jokes? Is that a... Oh, of course. Yeah, uh, I'm the king. Well, for those of us who say, or for those of our listeners who say that we don't know what we're doing with raising kids, let me yeah. just give you this little headline here. <laughs> dad jokes could be helping kids grow into healthy adults experts say you hear that mom yeah you hear that i'm sure the experts are just dads probably (laughs) dad jokes are notoriously corny but those seemingly cheesy wisecracks might actually be doing some good mark hi mark probably a dad hi knudsen who is a humor researcher and lab manager at the our house university in United Kingdom, we are in like okay. an all, all yeah. UK um, episode, published an article in the British Psychological Studies Society's Journal that found embarrassing your kids a little can help them grow into healthy adults. Hi, uh, Knudsen wrote that when dads embarrass their kids with corny jokes, it teaches them how to overcome awkward moments when they grow up. Uh, inter- God, we are the best dads ever. <laughs> Interestingly, when the survey results were shared with my daughters, there was 100% disagreement. So I think it would be a travesty of justice if I didn't share some of my favorite dad jokes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, some of these may not be yeah. a little right. off color, but okay. uh, where do you find a dog with no legs? Wait a minute. These are jokes that you actually tell to your kids. Yes. Okay. I have told. Yes, I've told all of these. Okay. Not recently, but all right. where do you find a dog with no legs? I have no idea. Right where you left him. But um, <laughs> what does a baby computer call his father? Uh, I don't know. Dada. Okay. All right. Wow. Which days are the strong? My kids really loved this one. Which days are the strongest? Which days are the strongest? Uh, I don't know. Saturday and Sunday because the rest are weekdays. Oh, right. wow. Uh, where do pirates get their hooks? Don't know. Secondhand stores. Okay. Uh, and this was the one that didn't. You would think that this one was going to really do great, but it yeah. didn't. Uh, I used to run a dating service for chickens. Really? Yeah, but I was struggling to make hens meat. Hens meat. Yeah. Oh, very good. See, those are all free for those of you who want healthy children. <laughs> so uh, there you go. All right. I have a story that actually is from this country. Uh, eventually, we should do stories <laughs> about from the US. Uh, America. This one is from uh, New York. There's a, a new dinner experience called the Fide. Fide. F-U-D-E. It's uh, uh, F U with the umlaut. All okay. right, experience, and it's hosted by artist and model Charlie Ann Max. And for eighty eight dollars, after Miss Mrs. Ms. Max has approved all the applications, guests come together and enjoy, according to the website, a liberating space that celebrates our most pure selves through plant based cooking, art, nudity, and self love. Oh. Put it another way, it's a naked vegan dinner party with a bunch of strangers. Okay. That's what this is. What's the the self-love part? Are you going to get to that? I'm getting there. (laughs) All right. So, Miss Max started experimenting with naked events in 2020 during the pandemic. 
Um, she also uh, ho- hosts uh, work experiences, breathing with naked uh, strangers. That's, you know, yeah. the, the store's Tuesday. Sort of, exactly. Uh, the dinners were initially invite only, but she opened them up to uh, people who had heard about them through Instagram or word of mouth. And every dinner she hosted sold out. Really? Right. The draw of the naked dinner party is different for different people, Ms. Max says. Some want to feel more connected to their own bodies, while others want to make new simile, similarly similarly <laughs> yeah. uninhibited friends. Yeah. You know, somebody who just yeah. wants to hang out with uh, right. people who like being naked. Right. I like eating bologna naked. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> we have this in common. Uh, at the dinner uh, earlier in March when the New York Times were there, guests undressed as soon as they entered. There was no dressing room, just a clothes rack, mm-hmm. hangers off to one side. I, I'm And if you notice the pictures, there are pictures with, you know, mm-hmm. Naked people. Yes, but it's blurred uh, out. Blurred out. Right. right. Uh, you'll notice that most of them are women. In fact, almost all of them are women. Uh, they do allow men to attend, but they need to have previous participants vouch for them. Oh. You know what I mean? All prospective guests have to fill out a form explaining why they're interested. The form also asks about any dietary restrictions, whether an applicant has been involved in any incidents that would be considered inappropriate or disrespectful during a nude or semi-nude event. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they're really uh, they're really checking here. Because if you say no, yeah. <laughs> right. She accepts most applicants as long as you're not some creepy dude that found my Instagram somehow. Right. That's what she says. Just looking to see if you're a safe person. Now, take it from me, yeah. right? I grew up in Germany. Yeah. You don't think of Germany as like a nudist country. Right. But they, they but uh, they're very free with the nudity yeah. in Germany. Very free. Nudists are everywhere. They're on billboards. They're in spas. Uh, they're at swimming pools, parks. Uh campsites you can't get away from it nude people everywhere and let me just say as somebody who's seen a lot of nudity uh the last thing you want to do after you see it is eat (laughs) yeah yeah. Because you're not yeah. exactly right. bringing in the... The, the uh, I mean, yeah. right. Yeah. This is not Playboy. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually, you know... Yeah. Us. It's us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Next time you get out of the shower, look at your yeah. naked self in the mirror and go, would I want to sit with 12 other people that look, that look like just this? like me. Yeah. yeah. The answer is no. And especially not for $88, which I'll point out is only $60 more than a hamburger. <laughs> So, that was you. You were fully clothed. I would assume. I was you, fully you clothed. Yes. All right. So we still have more show, Dave. Believe it or not. Oh my god! Uh, it's time for this feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture, collection, selection, assemblage, medley, assortment, variety. Time now for celebrity potpourri with Rick and Dave. I think you're gonna like this one. Mm. All right, this is the part of the show where people send in their emails. Last week I asked for more emails. I got a ton of them. Okay. So thank you very much for that. Um, this one is from Nancy. Mm. I went to the University of Iowa in the early 80s and hung out at a bar called the College Street Club. Okay. I've never been sure, there. Nice place. Uh, they 25 played... cent hot dogs, by the way. <laughs> Probably. Mickey's. Long Island iced tea. $3 for all you can drink. A little, uh, little Long kings. Island iced tea. Yeah. Uh, they played great music there. New wave hits by bands like Violent Femmes, okay. Flock of Seagulls. Midnight Oil, Thompson Twins, right? Girls and gay guys went there to dance. Frat boys went there hoping to meet chicks. Yeah. 
Uh, one night, a heavyset guy kept asking me to dance all night long. I finally agreed, and we were having a great time dancing until he leaned in for a kiss, and I didn't want to kiss him. He got all butt hurt and stormed off. Okay. About 10 years later, I saw him again on TV <laughs> with his wife, Roseanne. It was Tom Arnold. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah I like that story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, if you have any that you'd like to send, uh, Please send them. Rick at Eckhart's Press is the quickest way or AmishRick at Yahoo.com or through Instagram or Twitter. Our email address. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. All right. We have another show. You want to tell everybody who we have on this week? So I think I mentioned it earlier in the show. We do usually do an interview. Yeah. Uh, and Rick, I called, you know, I talked to Rick on Monday. Like, so do we have anything planned? Like, nope, yeah. No, 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 nothing planned. I'm like, are you sure? The way you said it, I'm like, okay, that didn't sound right. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just, Rick was not going to lie to me. I mean, uh, obviously I would, we have no I guess. not do that. Right. Um, so around Thursday or so, you mentioned yeah. like, hey, guess who I talked to yesterday? Yeah. Uh, and why don't you tell who who you uh, avoided or had me avoid? Uh, her name is May Pang. Yeah. She is uh, John Lennon's old girlfriend. And she lived with him for two years from 73 to 75 yeah. during his lost weekend uh, right before uh, Sean Lennon was born. Mm-hmm. And Yoko uh, and John were not getting along. And there's a new film out that may, about May Pang called the lost weekend mm-hmm. and that's what john called used it. to call it right yeah, yeah. is his uh two-year excursion yeah, he went out for cigarettes or something right yeah uh, went and, out for and, bread yeah, and then they he, they went to uh, la yeah. and and there are all kinds of great stories in this film all kinds of great stories in the interview and you know may and i kind of hit it off <laughs> yeah. and i didn't want any icky <laughs> non-beetle people in here you know besmirching yeah the beauty of the right. moment. Yeah. Well, you know what? I got Paul McCartney next. <laughs> I interviewed Paul McCartney on Thursday, and then we're going to run that in a couple yeah, of weeks. that's fine. That's fine. But, uh, you know, I have a son named John. Right. I named my son John and, after John Lennon. And another son named Sean. I have another son named Sean, right. yes. And his middle name is Harrison. Yeah. So, now I get so it. I'm kind of a Beatles I, I would have been a know? third wheel. And, and really, you're kind of icky. <laughs> but I did ask Dave questions. So, I mean, at the end of the interview, I asked about uh, his favorite shampoo. You asked Lennon's, May questions. I asked May right. about Lennon's favorite shampoo. Which I were asked somebody, about, okay. Oh, I'm Dave questions. Yeah, okay. questions that you might okay. ask. Yeah. I asked uh, what kind of shampoo we used. Yeah. Um, I asked uh, his favorite snack food. Right. These are all toothpaste, too, right? Was it toothpaste. A, yeah. okay. It's all in there. Okay. All right. So, if you'll have to check it out, Minutia Celebrity Interview with May Pang. Wow. Yeah. That must have been a pretty... But it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, special fun. thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutia Man. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?